I would say, for the Lord has blessed me with good parents, and His mercy endures forever. And the Lord gave me a brother and sister, and His mercy needed to endure forever. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, He gave me a good wife and good kids. And I pastor the best church with the best people in the world. His mercy endures forever. Amen. I am truly, 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 truly blessed. Somebody asked me at this conference. They asked me about my church, how my church was doing, uh, what was going on. They didn't know me and who I was from. And I simply said, I am the happiest pastor you know. I have the best church and the best people. And uh, that was my answer. And I believe that. Amen. I'm so blessed. And uh, I, we just love you a lot. Um, I told you that, that just on, on the way to Dallas as we were driving, uh, I saw this sign. Now, you know, I, we see signs all the time, and I try, we try. Uh, Leah, he's always texting me, what about this, what about this, what about this? And I try to put on our sign because I see people all over town, and they say, hey, I drove by your church, I saw that. Man, that was encouraged, that was good. But I tell you, I drive all over, and you see signs, and they're just cheesy. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, and some of them are so condemning and they're hard and they're, and I'm just like, uh, you know, as, even as a pastor, I, they don't even feel good to me. So I can imagine what, you know, j- just a, a sinner would drive by. And so I w- we were just driving and I saw this and I read it and I said it out loud. And then I said it again and then I told Amy, I handed her my phone, I said, write that down. That's good. And uh, then all through the conference, man, we had some good words and some good preaching. And Dwight Thompson and uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Kennedy and uh, just, just some powerful things. A good sir. But, man, this just kept burning in my spirit. And uh, I was in, we in the hotel and I was thinking about it and, and, and bringing some stuff together. And uh, just, just scriptures came to me. So I'm not sure what else will be there. But that's really all we need is the Word of God. Amen? And uh, I don't know where this came from. I don't know who said it. But I sure do like it. So I'm just going to act like I said it. How's that? (laughs) So here's my topic this morning. Every saint. How many saints we got in the house? Every saint has a past. And every sinner has a future. Oh, that's just been going and going and burning in me all week long. Every saint has a past. Even though you don't act like it sometimes. Even though you act like you were born perfect. And you act like you had ever made a mistake and nobody knows that you ever sinned. I'm telling you, every saint has a past. And every sinner we want to condemn to hell. Amen. But I'm telling you, they've got a future in Jesus. Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 15. And Paul was writing to Timothy. And here Timothy's a young man. And he's encouraging him. And he's telling all these good things. Now Paul had been through some stuff. He had done some things. And Paul said this right here. This is a faithful saying. And worthy of all exception. That Jesus Christ, that that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. (laughs) Woo! Anybody the chief of sinners? You ever felt like that of all the sinners you were the worst? 
Paul said, listen to me. I've done some stuff in my life. I've made some mistakes in my life. I've sinned. Listen, Paul, amen, went looking for Christians to put them in jail, to kill them, to stone them. Amen, Paul was standing there. Or I'm sorry, Stephen was standing. I mean, when they were stoning people, he was saying, listen, Paul had done some stuff. He had made some mistakes. Paul held the coats. Thank you. And here, I mean, he had learned. He knew the scripture. He thought he was being a good, uh, he was doing the right. But all of a sudden, God had to shine a light from heaven, knock him off his high horse and speak to him and tell him, why are you fighting against me? God changed his life and he was radically saved and he went on to write two-thirds of the New Testament. Even a lot of it from prison. And I mean, he went through beatings and he went through shipwrecks and he went through sorrow. He went through all kinds of stuff. But he said, I'm here to tell you this. This is a faithful saying. Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus said, I didn't come to the whole. I came to the sick. I come to call sinners to repentance. Aren't you glad? Because that was us. Paul said, and all of all the sinners, I'm the chief of them. You see, Paul had a past. All of the disciples had a past. They were just normal, hard-working men. They made mistakes. I mean, they were sinners. They were from tax collectors on down. But I'm telling you, amen, when Jesus called them, amen, He turned their life around. And when they began to follow Him, they still made mistakes. Ooh, Peter was constantly sticking his foot in his mouth. Constantly acting out in the flesh. Constantly doing stuff he shouldn't do. All the way down to denying Christ and cursing and saying, I don't know nothing about him. He had a past. But his past did not, amen, hinder his future. Amen, Jesus didn't look at his past and say, because of what you've done, amen, I have no use for you in the kingdom. Because you sinned, because you failed, because you made a mistake, I can't use you. Amen, the Bible is full of sinners that God used because they said, I'm sorry. Peter went out and wept bitterly. He was sorry for his sin. Listen, you and I have a past. But sometimes we forget it. Sometimes we can be so hard on sinners. I mean, we, we, it's amazing that we, uh, we just can't believe that sinners sin. I just can't believe they acted that way. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. Sinner sin. It's what they do. It's what you used to do. But Jesus, you see, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the difference in a saint and a sinner. What's the difference? It's Jesus. Paul said, or Ephesians, he said, For he hath quickened you who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. In the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of our flesh. And of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. 
He said, listen to me, every single one of you in times past were a sinner. And you sinned and you walked by the lust of the flesh and you walked by the lust of the eye and you walked by the lust of the, uh, the pride of life. Listen, you were all rank sinners. You were all on your way to hell. We were all born and shapen in iniquity. We were the child of the devil. Amen. But Jesus, that's the difference. Every one of you. For the Bible says, for all. Let's say that together. All. Now, who does that include? Does that leave anybody out? For all have sinned. What does it mean to sin? It means to miss the mark. Let's say that we had a big... See that big world right there? Let's just say that's the, the target. And let's say that right there in the middle of the little dot there on the L, that's the bullseye. Okay? Now, me and Joey here, we're going to play some darts. I'm going to go first, okay? And so I throw it and I hit the H. And then Joey throws it, but he ain't near as good as me. And he hits over there in the white part. Well, thank God I'm not like Joey. I'm better than him. Now let me ask you a question. Who missed the bullseye? But we just like to say because my sin's not as bad as their sin, I'm better. Sin is sin. Sin separates you from God. Sin will send you to hell. Sin is what Jesus came and died so that we could confess and He could forgive. It doesn't matter if you miss it by a a, a millimeter or if you miss it by a mile. If you miss the mark, you miss the mark. Sin means missing the mark. You didn't live, you were perfect. The law is perfect. That's why He gave the law to show them they needed a Savior. And they tried to keep every little jot and tittle. But Jesus came along and said, hey man, maybe, you, maybe that's the commandment where it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Okay, you say, I didn't do that. Jesus come along and said, but if you lusted in your mind, you did it already. Ooh, now who did it? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Every one of us were sinners. You used to be a sinner. You used to be an alcoholic. You used to be a drug dealer. You used to be on drugs and an addict. You used to be a pimp or a prostitute. You used to be a gangbanger. Or you used to be just a good old boy out there lost in your sin and going to hell just the same. Amen. You used to be a liar and a cheater. And you used to go out and commit adultery and fornication and you used to do all of these things but thanks be to God who through Jesus Christ has forgiven all of my sin I'm not what I want to be but I'm not what I used to be every saint has a past we could go down the list today and we could all talk about what we used to do but guess what We're not no more. And Jesus would say, what are you talking about? I don't remember any of that. 
Because when it's forgiven, it's put under the blood. Every saint has a past. Let's stop acting like we're perfect. Let's stop acting like we're so holy. Let's stop going out in the world and condemning the world. Because Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world. But through Him, the world might be saved. How are they going to know unless we go out there and tell them, I used to be just like you. What we do is go out there and act like we, don't, we, we never did anything. And they look and they go, I could never be like that. Oh, I would love to go to church. I would love to be blessed. I'd love to have a smile on my face. I would love to all that. But you don't understand what I've been through. Somebody needs to get down and say, no, no, no. I too. I, I'm just like Paul. I used to be the chief of sinners. But His mercy and His grace is the only reason I'm where I'm at today. It's nothing that I have done. All oh, the songs, there's nothing in my hands I bring. Only to the cross I cling. Because we're all lost. We're all sinners. Listen, he said we've all at times past, amen, been there. Oh, but I love this verse right here. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, He may show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I'm telling you, God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They're plans for good and not evil, to give you hope and an expected end. And I'm telling you, that's the same word to the saint as it is to the sinner. And the only difference, amen, is somebody called on the name name of Jesus somebody accepted the price that he paid 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 9 through 11 know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor the effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covets nor drunkards nor rivalers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you and such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Woo! Ever saints got a past. We were all in one of those categories. But His blood, His mercy, His grace reached out to us and, reached, re- and we reached out for it. Amen. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Can I get a big amen? 
Every saint has a past. So stop acting like you never did anything wrong. And start reaching out and helping somebody saying, Hey, I know what you're going through. I've been there. I understand how you're feeling. I've been there. I know, amen, what it's like. I've been there. But I'm not there anymore. And I can help you. Amen. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. My testimony is not I never did anything wrong. My testimony is I did a lot wrong. Amen. But Jesus forgave me. And His mercy and His grace has brought me to where I am. And I still sin. And His mercy and grace continues to cleanse and forgive and wash me. And I continue to walk by faith. And the righteous fall seven times. And they get back up again. So when you fail, get back up. Confess your sin and move on. Stop letting the devil beat you up. Haman, you're a saint. Haman, that doesn't mean you're not perfect. Listen to me. Heaven is not going to be full of perfect people. Heaven's going to be full of forgiven people. Every saint has a past. Jesus just doesn't remember it. There's two people who remember it, at least two. You and the devil. And the devil constantly reminds you of it. Huh? And your wife. Oh, no, that's, 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 that's not in there. She remembers, but she won't bring it up anymore. Husbands and wives never bring up things that happened in the past. They just forgive and forget. Right? If we're like Jesus, we do. If we're like Jesus, our children make mistakes and they fail and then they say they're sorry and we, we, we correct them and then we what? We do. We keep bringing it up every little bit. Oh, I remember when you did that. No, no, no. We've got to forget it. Once, when somebody confesses and repents, you forget it like God does us. We confess our sin. He forgives. Every sinner has a future in Jesus if they will accept it. How, how can you have, You say, Pastor, I'm a sinner. Man, I, I've never given my heart to God. I, I've got friends. I've got family members. I, I've got people who they're, they're ranked sinners. I'm telling you, they're, they're bad. You know, we forget such were some of you. You say, God could never. Well, God, I don't know how in the world. God, they, they're way too far gone. God never could save and forgive it. I look around this room and I look. Some of you were hopeless cases. But God stepped in. Somebody got in the war room and prayed. Somebody held on some mama, some grandmama. Amen. Prayed and believed God. Amen. And you're here today because somebody prayed. And you heard the gospel. And you said yes. And you gave your life to Christ. I'm going to tell you something. There ain't no hopeless cases. Because my God is the God of the impossible. We don't give up on anybody. There's coming a day. Judgment is coming. Jesus is coming. We will stand before God and we're going to let Him judge. Right now, we're going to preach the good news. Jesus Christ saves and His blood washes whiter than snow. You may be a sinner, but you can be a saint. Huh? Woo, 
you need to be a saint, not an ain't. Huh? Luke 15, 10 says, Likewise I say unto you, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Today, I'm telling you, one person, amen, that sinned, amen, if they say, Jesus, I'm sorry, forgive me, come into my heart and save me, all of heaven breaks out into a Holy Ghost party over one sinner. Jesus tells a story about the 99. He had a hundred sheep and there were 99 safe in the fold. But there was one lost sheep. And he said, you know what I think I'll do? I think I'll go eat some good supper. I think I'll lay down and pray about it. And then someday I'm going to go look for that thing. He said he put the 99 up safe. He made sure they were safe. And then he went out looking for that one lost sheep. I don't know about you, but I was that lost sheep. You were that lost sheep. Aren't you glad he came looking for you? People say, I found Jesus. No, you didn't. He found you. You were lost as a goose in a hailstorm. You didn't know where to look for God. Amen. God was looking for you. Surely goodness and mercy was following you. You were lost. You were broke. You were undone. You were in sin and bondage. The devil had you bound. Amen. Jesus found you. Amen. The good shepherd came looking for you. He found you in the clutches of the enemy. And he delivered you out of the snare of the devil. He delivered you out of the habits and addictions of the world. And he set you free. Second Peter 3, 9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward. Amen. Listen, sometimes we pray judgment on people. Oh, God, judge them. Get them. Get them. Sick them, Jesus. And then we wonder, why, why ain't God doing nothing? He is doing something. He's given them a chance after chance. He is long-suffering. And He's given them a chance after chance. One day, the end's going to come. One day, every man small and great's going to stand before God and give an account. One day. But today, He's given you another chance to repent. Because He loves you. He is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. You see, when Jesus died, He died for every sinner. Every nation, every tongue, every creed, every color. He died for the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm here to tell you today, if you're a sinner, you have a future in Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You say, what, what, what is it going to take for that sinner to turn? Just confessing the Lord Jesus. Have an encounter with God. Somebody praying, somebody taking the good news. Amen. Somebody, listen, everybody's telling them to go to hell. Why don't somebody go tell them to go to heaven? What, what, how would it freak the sinner out if we went out there and started screaming at them, go to heaven, go to heaven? They'd be like, huh? What? I mean, 
there's a lot of people telling me to go to hell, but nobody's ever told me to go to heaven. You know what they might say? They might say, how do I get there? They might say, show me the way. They don't have to know how to get to hell. They're going fast. The world is on its way to hell. I'm telling you, the devil is doing his job. But the church has got to rise up and begin to do their job. Amen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. To every creature. Baptizing them. Amen. Casting out devils. Praying for the sick. Raising the dead. Speaking with new tongues. The church has got to rise up and do what Jesus did. And they all got mad at Jesus. Why? Because... He was hanging out with the sinners. And they said, what's wrong with you? We, you should be hanging out in the church with the good folks. He said, I didn't come to save the whole. I came for the sick. I got to get out here and hang out. Listen, they got mad at him because he was hanging out with the prostitutes. And he was hanging out with the adulterers. They brought the lady, amen, uh, called in the act of adultery. And he said, ye without sin. Huh? He said, every saint has a past. <laughs> He said, ye without sin, cast the first stone. And one by one, they all dropped. They began to remember what they had done and how they had broken the law. And they all dropped those stones. Jesus looked at her and said, neither do I condemn you. Now, here's, here, here, here's the key. The key to a changed life. The key to, to, to becoming saint from sinner to saint. Jesus didn't say, hey, I forgive you. What you did wasn't no big deal. It wasn't bad. Just keep on, keep on having fun. No, no, no. Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. You got to stop what you're doing. You, You can't live in sin. But Jesus said, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to forgive you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to turn your life around. You see, John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is just, or He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Anybody ever used to be unrighteous? See, righteousness means right acts. See, I ask people all the time, how many is righteous? And people are afraid to raise their hand. Because <laughs> they think that means perfect. No, no, no. Righteousness simply means you're acting right. We need church, we need to act right. We need to talk right, we need to act right, we need to speak right, we need to live right. And when we don't, we say, Lord, I'm sorry. Because none of us are perfect. Jesus is perfect. And we want to be Christ-like. But listen, we've got to stop letting the world, the world does not dictate to us. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what the world does. The world's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But the church has got to rise up and still be Christ-like, still be holy. We are still the light in the darkness. And one day, the trump of God will sound and all the saints are going to be taken out of here. And then all hell's going to break loose. And then judgment's going to fall on the world. And then every sinner will be judged. And every, every sinner will stand before God. And he'll hear those words. Depart from me. I never knew you. And they'll be cast where there's a fire that never's quenched. And the worm dieth not. Into eternal torment. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want 
anybody to experience that. So what have I got to do? I got to start getting out and shaking the bushes and the highway and compelling them to come to hear the good news that Jesus loves you. There's hope in Christ. Amen. Maybe you're a sinner, but you have a future in Jesus. Heaven was created for you and all you got to do is confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive. And I love this scripture right here. Last one, Psalms 103:12. As far as the east is from the west, Now, let's just figure out how far that is. If you go east, how far can you go east? If you go west, how far can you go? That's a long way, isn't it? As far as the east is from the west. So far. Hath he removed our transgressions from us? That's a long way. Some of you feel like your sin's just right there. It's because the devil keeps reminding you, keeps bringing it up. I'm telling you, it's forgiven. It's forgotten. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. It's behind his back, never remembered again. Amy, the only way he remembers is because you tell him. Huh? How would you feel? Your child makes a mistake. Mine never did. I'm sure yours probably have. Mine don't because they're like their mama. She's just perfect. Well, Haley didn't, but, you know, Jacob. (laughs) How would you feel if they came up and they made a mistake? Maybe they uh, broke something. Your kids ever break something? My mama had a beautiful desert rose uh, collection, and she had a beautiful thing up on the uh, uh, the little uh, china cabinet there. And I was playing with a little ball in the house, and Mama said, "Stop playing with that ball! You're gonna break something." But I threw the ball again, and I broke her desert rose dish. She forgave me. What if your child did that and they came to you and they said, Mom, I'm sorry. Daddy, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And you forgave them and you hugged them and you loved them. And the next day they came back to you and they said, Oh, Mama, please forgive me. You're forgiven. Next week they came back and asked you the same thing. The next month they asked you the same thing. Year after year, keep on asking, Oh, please forgive me for breaking that in. How would that make you feel? I forgave you. I forgot it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But, we see, but see, the devil, he's always coming to tell you, look what you did. You didn't mind your mama. You broke her dish. She liked that dish. You know, now she don't, she don't like she, she don't, I bet she don't love you no more. She loves Paul and Jill more. Huh? Oh, just Paul? No, he got his whippings too. Listen, Mama loved all of us. And she forgave us. But see, wouldn't that, wouldn't that break a parent's heart? How do you think God feels when you just keep on and keep on? Oh, please forgive. God, forgive what? I done forgot about it. 
You're forgiven. You're healed. You're, you're, it's wiped. As far as the east is from the west. It's the devil that keeps on bringing it up. And it's you. You've got to forgive yourself. Forget about it. Move on. And say, I want to be well. I want to be whole. I want to go out and tell somebody else. Come on. God can do it for you too. Amen. Every saint has a past. But every sinner has a future. You see, you used to be the sinner. But now you're the saint. You have a future in Jesus. Let's stop looking back. And let's start looking forward. The only reason we should look, be looking back is to grab somebody else and bring them forward with us. The only reason we should be going back to those places is to get somebody else out. Amen? To win the lost. To tell a sinner, Jesus loves you. He'll forgive you. Hallelujah. Well, that's as good as I can do. I wanted to preach that better. But that was, you know what? This is what was on my heart. Every sinner has a future and every saint has a past. So let's stop acting like we're all so holy. We're only what we are because of the blood of Jesus. In ourselves, we're rotten. Huh? Man, if you you were to take the blood of Jesus off of our life, we would be rough, wouldn't we? But I'm so glad I'm covered in the blood. You say, Pastor, how does it work? I don't know. How does a black cow eat green grass and give white milk? I don't know. I just drink it. I don't question it. I just dip the Oreos in it and thank God for it. <laughs> Pour it on my cereal. Huh? Listen, I don't know. I don't understand how God can take a black heart and apply red blood and I come out white as snow as though it never happened. I'm justified by faith. When I believe in Jesus, it's just as though it never happened. God's good. Amen. Aren't you glad He's forgotten everything you've ever done? Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've never asked Jesus to forgive me. For everything I've done. I can't even remember everything. I can't even remember everything I did. That's why when I pray, I just say, Lord, forgive me for everything I ever said and did. <laughs> huh? He knows. And then He washes it all clean. And I can start over. The Bible says His mercy is new every morning. Every day you get up, God's grace and His mercy is new. And whatever you do that day, ever whatever sin you commit or failure you may. His grace is sufficient. Amy just read it a while ago. His mercy endureth forever. So get up. Be the saint God's called you to be. And let's go out and reach sinners and tell them they have a future in Jesus. Amen.